Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, y'all. Seven Rounds in Heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. Derek Stingley ran sub 4-4 at his pro day, so he's good again. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the host whose fave team will no longer be taking one of the many beautiful interior offensive linemen in this class. And with me is AJ, day three guards win championships, Marchese. Uh, Why even bother drafting Andy before day three, am I right? Today, we'll continue our 2022 NFL draft position rankings with the interior offensive linemen. Let's hit it. Going out to Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft. On fire. Seven. 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 Seven rounds in heaven with my lady. Driving out to Vegas, baby. Looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. Tons of people take a multivitamin. And it's important to choose one that is top quality. With one delicious scoop of Athletic Greens, you're absorbing 75 high-quality vitamins, minerals, whole food source superfoods, probiotics, and adaptogens to help start your day right. This special blend of ingredients helps to support gut health, the nervous system, immune system, energy, recovery, focus, and aging. It's lifestyle-friendly, adapting to a wide range of diets, It contains less than one gram of sugar, no GMOs, no chemicals, or artificial anything. Plus, it costs less than $3 per day. It's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D, and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sports drink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sports drink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform that's free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. It's perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, join the group, be notified when rooms go live, and come with your spiciest takes. 
I refuse to do it, AJ. <laughs> Moving into the interior offensive line class. Yep. We are here. We got through the offensive tackles. Um, what do you think of this group overall? It's pretty deep, Rob. I'm here to tell you it's the deepest position of wow. all the offensive positions in this draft. Yeah. Oh, the ob- yeah, I would agree with that. Yeah. The secret is it's actually two positions. It's guards and centers. <laughs> yeah, that is the secret. I figured that out finally like just when I was doing this. Makes sense. You are normally slightly slower than I am. Um, yep. I, I I think there's a good, at least like 25 interior offensive linemen here are going to get drafted probably. Mm-hmm. Um, obviously, that's some guys are tackles. We're, we're projecting kicking inside. If you look at the last five draft classes, it's funny. From 2017 to 2019, 17 interior offensive linemen apiece. Then there was 27 in 2020 and 21 in 2021. And like I bet some of those like aren't accounting for like guys who are listed at tackle that really are interior guys. Yeah, and if you look at it, there's we're never hitting double digit centers, of course. No. Um, the, there was nine taken in 2020. That's the most of, of those five years, uh, and 18 guards as well in 2020. Um, this to me is a fairly strong. Uh, again, it depends who you're projecting as a center because yeah. some guys have experience at center. Some guys are kind of forcing into that center role just based on the senior bowl for example um but i think there's a decent chunk of potential starting centers in this group yeah it feels like a deeper center group than usual i mean it helps when your iol number one is a center too right is it find out later nice tease uh and, and, and of course there's just there's so many guards um the interior offensive linemen also tested quite well at the Senior yeah. Bowl, too, which I think is a big help for kind of on mid to late day three when you're kind of taking a swing on, on a offensive lineman for depth with maybe a little more potential. Also, uh, you're you're going to swing on those guys. Yeah, I also feel like there wasn't too many, like, massive-bodied guys, and there wasn't too many, like, small-bodied guys. Everyone was just, like, kind of, like, well-proportioned and well-sized, and... With like everyone's got pretty good length, a lot of big hands. I noticed, like, <laughs> just, just pretty like just a solid group. Yeah, I I, I think you're right because there there's I feel like there's normally some sloppy bodies in terms of mm. interior offensive linemen, and not to say there's none, but there's a lot of well built linemen in this group. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that comes with the athleticism and like you touch on the length. There, there's a lot of different flavors too in terms of zone and power guys um and and i think the senior bowl was such a good snapshot of how interesting this group is because we had uh, i i mean at least for me three of my top five interior offensive linemen were at the senior bowl and the offensive line we've talked about before struggled at the senior bowl but those three guys to me were three of the best in in terms of senior bowl week yeah, two two of my top five, and yeah, they were one of them was probably the best offensive lineman in the whole in the whole show. Um, wow, you you're that high on the Fordham kid. I love Nick Zackle, baby. <laughs> he tested really well. Um, and and uh, I think uh, the other thing too is when you get such a deep offensive line class, especially when you factor in the COVID year and the there being more seniors, for example. Um, yeah, I, I think there's a lot of guys who a, a lot of people, myself included, kind of came to maybe later than normal 
because they weren't at the Senior Bowl. They were at the East West Shrine Game or the NFLPA Bowl, right? Because the the group's just so deep in general. And then you, then you find out about a Zach Tom, mm-hmm. or you be, because of how well he tests at the combine, you dig in a little more. Um, so I know I basically all I'm trying to say is I really love this group. I think there's a whole heap of starters. Um, Where's so let's, like let's, in terms of like sorry last question before I move on Rob please if you will um, no. in terms of like uh, you know whereabouts on the board where's like the middle of this group like the thick part of this group like round wise yeah I have a lot of fourth round guys that's my spot too yeah and and that, that that's that was kind of what I was getting at with your your little intro there the day three guards win championships I think there's like eight fourth round guards who maybe more I, I think I actually have more than that one two three four five six seven this is good podcasting eight <laughs> nine yeah I have nine fourth round interior offensive linemen it's a lot and like I feel pretty comfortable about all the maybe not starting immediately but I feel pretty comfortable in if they land in the right spot them becoming starters at some point yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, I think our I think our rankings will be different this week because there's just so many. guys. I think there's so many guys, yeah, exactly. and it, it, it I, I think it's gonna be very dependent on the type of guy you like, mm-hmm. right? Like, if, if you gravitate more towards the, those quick twitch kind of zone guys, or maybe like the big, more powerful guys. Like, like I said, there's lots of flavors in this yeah. group, and so let's let's get into it. And I think this because there are at least for me, I have three first round grades. I got two. And I think be, because of there, it, it's a deep group, but it, it's got some dudes at the top. It, it, it makes for an inf- interesting conversation for who you think has the highest floor. I uh, I went with the guy that I mentioned as the uh, best offensive lineman at the Senior Bowl, and it was uh, Zion Johnson from Boston College. Okay, so I I I might have cheated to try and talk about more guys and didn't put Zion here, but I I do think Zion is. To, to me, Zion Johnson is just one of the most the, the, the safest players in the entire draft. Yeah, I, I totally agree there. Um, like the only like thing is, he's got a funky stance, but other than that, everything, yeah, he like, does. Everything's so great. Yeah, uh, so did Nate Davis a couple years ago. He's fun. <laughs> the squatty body. Um, <laughs> yeah, other than that, everything was so good because like it's not like he comes out of that stance and is sloppy. He's got a nice strong wide base. Um, he. He he carries his weight so well. He does, yeah, he really does. Um, he's a he he moves so naturally in space, climbs so easily to the second level. Like he is, I think he could be a star in his own scheme. Yeah, because he's got that like athleticism and like the hips, like to really like block on the move, the, the turn and seal, and like that good initial pop with his hands. Guy who came late to football too. Yeah. He he was a golfer in high school. Uh, played at Davidson in the triple option before transferring to Boston College. As all obviously, the do. he 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 kind of came in halfway through the season, uh, not this past year or the year before, the year before that, three seasons yeah. ago, and and kind of balled out. And I think he made all ACC, and then he made this transitional left tackle, and he didn't really fit there. Moved back to left guard this year, and he's unbelievable. Yeah, it's funny, but like, I, what do you think of like? Do you think the tackle history? Hurts him, or overall, just kind of like he ended up. I think it's good, or is it good? Yeah, okay. I I think it's good strictly be like despite his tackle tape not being great and him like clearly not being a natural left tackle. Mm -hmm. The fact that to me that he he like he was still like he was a good college tackle. He just wasn't a first round 
player like he's going to be as a guard. Yeah. And I think just knowing he he has a full experience starting in the ACC as a left tackle, like to me that that, that can't be a negative. No, I agree. With um, you. Especially when he follows it up with a like an All American type season at left guard this past year for for Boston College. Totally agree. And yeah, I think just when he, like you said, he's kind of like the cleanest dude maybe in this whole class. And like like the, like the one semi major flaw is like his hands kind of like shoot high at times. Like other than that, he's like you 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 can kind of like it's funny because he is, he has a high floor, but you can kind of tell he is still new to the position. Mm-hmm. Like with things like that hand placement, you talked about his stance already. Yeah, those to me are the the two things that stand out. Yeah, and I mean the stance doesn't really hurt him either, but. No, I totally agree. No, no, but I, I think that will be a, th- a thing um, yeah. the NFL cares more about than us, probably. Yeah, yeah for sure. Um, and, like, he, he's he got the ability to mirror inside, too, mm-hmm. uh, in pass protection. He's got a pretty good anchor. And, it, and he, he's got that edge to him, too, yeah, in, in the run game. Yeah, he does. No, I like him. The, he looks like he's gonna be a long term. Just he's a plug and play starter, absolutely. And I, I, I'm assuming. Do you think he'll be a first round pick? I have a first round grade on him. Yeah. So I. I think okay. Yeah. Okay, because his has been a little bit of a slower climb, but I think that's kind of as we get closer. That's what uh, everyone kind of believes now. Um, and if if you look at like the history, there's always seems to be a guard who gets taken kind of in that 15 to 21 type of range mm-hmm. or fit maybe 15 to 25 um it, and it's usually a guy built like zion johnson now last year if you, you like it's elijah vera tucker uh th- i think three years ago it was chris lindstrom it's these guys who are just really clean yeah. athletically yeah and, and they're all kind of built the same. They're all like six three, six four, kind of three oh five to three fifteen, um, and they're always generally considered some of the safer prospects in the class. And I just think that's Zion Johnson to a T this year. Yeah, I totally agree. Uh, who'd you who'd you end up putting for eyes floor? So so I I, I I ended up going with Kenyon Green strictly because with Kenyon Green, um, you you get a guy who he's. Of the of the top offensive linemen, he's the biggest. He's the most powerful. Yep. He's a guy who played all over the offensive line for Texas A&M, all four positions outside of center. Um, I think he immediately translates to a, a star in the run game with the, the power and pop he has, leg drive, tone setter up front. I think he's he, he like he's not the same athlete, um, both both testing wise, and. Um, and like on tape uh, as some of the other guys in this group. Yeah. But at the same time, I think he's a good athlete for his size and he moves well for his size, right? He he he's past the thresholds. He's he's not like a terrible athlete. and especially when you consider how shitty all the other Texas A&M guys are athletically, <laughs> makes me less concerned. Yeah. Uh, um, I, I just think and oh, he's also one of the youngest players in the class. He I don't think is twenty one yet. Which you would think that means higher ceiling type thing, but I think that like he's already this good at this age. Yeah, I just think he is a a guy who he he doesn't necessarily have that. Like I think Zion Johnson is going to be one of the first guys in this class to make a Pro Bowl. I don't necessarily believe that with Kenyon Green, but I do think he starts day one as a left guard, and you get ten years out of him at least. And um, he just to me he's really he's really safe. It's pretty freaky watching him like play left tackle against Alabama and look better than any 
guard should. You know what I mean? Exactly. Like he, he's also got that five star pedigree. Yeah. He he's been starting since he got there, um, and, and just the bit like he'll mid game switch positions because they need him to, and <laughs> yeah. like it's not an easy thing to play a different position along the offensive line. I know. If you haven't played it, it, it it might seem easier than it is. Especially going from left to right side is like I, I people are naturally going to be able to play the left or the right side. To be able to switch like that is insane to me, and he's done it. And uh, yeah, I, I just think there's so much uh, there's so much to like with him. And I maybe he isn't like a surefire first round guy. But in this class, he is to me. I have an early second round grade on him, which, yeah, we'll probably put okay. him in my top 32. Um, exactly, exactly. Like, he's going – he's a top 32 player. Yeah, I mean, and I think, like, the, the, the big selling point is the run blocking ability. Like, you know, like, some guys get kind of narrow in that drive. He's got a great base there, and, like, he just yeah. – just nice and wide he, and textbook. There are the choppy steps, and, yeah. And if you look at the – the top three interior offensive linemen in this class, like it's no secret, it's Leonard Obama, Zion Johnson, Kenny Green. Like he is ten pounds heavier than Zion Johnson. He is t- <laughs> he's thirty pounds heavier than Tyler Linderbaum. Um and he's taller, longer, yeah, uh more powerful than them both. Um now he's obviously again not the same athlete as them, but like to me, like Tyler Linderbaum has to play in his own scheme. Like Tyler Linderbaum is and I know the NFL is trending in a way where everyone's running the Shanahan system essentially mm-hmm. now, so everyone's in this run zone scheme. But like there are there are ways to attack Linderbaum by lining a nose up directly over top of him type thing, right? And, and even with Zion Johnson, Zion Johnson uh, doesn't possess the same power as a Kenyon Green. So I, I think ultimately I just see Kenyon Green having the higher highest floor. Simply because there are less ways to attack him. That's fair. Yeah. Specifically in the run game. Yeah. No. There's not like like the only like knock maybe in the run is like sometimes he'll just you know maul and not use his hands, but like it's it's not it's, it's not like he's losing and it's it's not like it's constant either. So um, pass pro, you know, there's work, but he uses his length because he's got he's he's pretty long dude. He's got 34 inch arms and he uses that pretty well. And yeah, just like. I don't know, coming away, like, he's so crisp against Bama as a left tackle. Like, it just always when, makes me feel better about, you know, like, I, like not like not that he hasn't played guard either, but, like, it just makes me feel so much better, like, that he can I, do I that. Think, like, yeah. I think when a team takes him in the first round, maybe the fan base won't be excited. It's not the sexiest pick, but you're getting a 20-year-old left guard who's got experience all over the offensive line mm-hmm. is going to be the tone setter in the run game and immediately, like, this is the type of guy the Steelers could have drafted or should have should have been aiming to draft this year, um, but instead they paid a bunch of people and they drafted a running back the first round last year. Who has the highest ceiling, AJ? I think that's a tougher question. Um, I kind of just kept it simple, simple and picked Tyler Linderbaum. I think it. it I'm with you on that. Um, I think it, it's it, it's because he can do things I haven't seen a college center be able to do. Like just his. His run blocking ability, yeah. his the easy or the the ease he has moving in space, like the reach blocks he makes, the way he he can seal a linebacker, mm-hmm. like he just it doesn't make sense some of the blocks he can pull off. The uh, like even just throwing, uh, I was watching him against I can't even remember who it was against now, but they ran a Iowa ran a screen and and he two for one like 
he he got out in front as the lead blocker threw a guy and and he had so much pop in his hands like he didn't have to sustain the blocks the guy fell down he went and got picked off another guy and it's just like things like that where it's ridiculous and obviously he's small he's six two two ninety six he is like you do worry about things with him but he also has the potential to be the next Jason Kelsey, the best zone blocking center in the NFL. Mm, pretty much, yeah. Like, and starting with the run, like, I don't know, like, he, he's so good at, at combo. You know, he's going to take that first man out of the play. And then, like, that, that, that quick quick eyes and, like, just the ability to work off the combo, pick up the next mm-hmm. man. Like you said, like, like, like the two for one, like, it's, it also works here where, like, He's got instant quicks to be on a, on a on a combo, and then like you know, an, a linebacker's coming down to shoot the gap, and he's picking him up too. Like it's like he just teleports over there, and he's just got such a great feel for the angles to open up the run lanes and the, the leveraging of the defenders, and on the move too. Like like you said, like he could be one of the great zone centers um, or the best. Um, like just his ability to sustain the block, like on the move outside of the outside of the, you know the box. Like that's. That's some great, some great special ability. Like you said, some stuff you don't see ever from a college center. Um, but like you kind of pointed out earlier, he, he's going to need help with some of the bigger bodies. Um, yeah. The, the, so that that's my. I mean, that that I know we're sp- we're talking him up here, but it, it is a concern to me. Is yeah. like, I think if there there are ways to attack him by like line up a big nose over top of him, mm-hmm. that's going to give him issues. Now, not every team's built that way to do that um or or i mean in in pass protection i do have my concerns like he has short arms yeah he 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 has a weaker anchor i mean every time i watched him i just thought about how high i was on garrett bradbury coming out of nc state yeah and like the pass protection stuff has been an issue in the nfl now he's been a starter for all three years in minnesota but he hasn't reached the potential i think we both saw with him coming out and linderbaum's even better than he was yeah with those with those reach blocks with those combo blocks with reaching that second level um, i think he's better as a pass protector too like i and i think he i think he is as well because he he makes like I th- one i think he has better feet yeah i think he he plays with better more consistent leverage more pop in his hands but the anchor is a uh, is like if you line up a jordan davis over yeah. top of him bull rush him i like i'm not sure what's gonna happen yeah now that's a matchup i would love to see <laughs> that being said though like when when you're not getting like you know a heavy body, but like a blitzer's coming down, it's like hitting a wall. He just like redirects and squares so well, and just takes exactly. them out of the play. So that that's something not to be concerned about. And like you said, kind of like I think he mirrors really well. He sustains so well. Just has a high IQ. Like he, he's he's like you know picking guys up, passing them on, picking the next guy up. You know what I mean? Slanting uh, slanting guys. Just so clean. When there's work, like, he's gonna find it. Like that. None of that stuff I'm worried about. So I know, and, and, and now it does make me feel like. I see Jason Kelsey when I see him yeah, play, my, my and, J- and when JC Jason Kelsey came into Cincinnati, he was two hundred eighty pounds, yeah. right? Like, there, J- Jason Kelsey. Now he is, he is not 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 the rule, but mm-hmm. and he is an outlier, and he's up. He should be a Hall of Fame player one day, but I mean, seeing his ability. To make it in the league, despite that, or or like use Rodney Hudson as another example. Those are two of the best yeah. centers in, in recent memory, and they they both slid in the draft because they were so small. But what they can do in the run game in their IQ and like the center position, I think too too often maybe we forget about how important your IQ is at yeah. that position. Yeah, for sure. Uh, moving to value pick, we're looking for the, this is the fourth round guard 
spot all day. So basically, who's your favorite fourth round guard here, AJ? I pick maybe, maybe I, I think there are some fourth round guards who could end up going in the third round. So I picked a center, Rob. I'm sorry. I disappointed okay. you. Yeah, I know. I'm spit, sorry. spit in my mouth. Why don't you? <laughs> I chose. Uh, he is a fourth round guy, in my opinion. I I chose Luke Fortner from UK. Okay. Who I just okay. think is just solid. I mean, he went he went down to Mobile, had a really solid senior bowl, tested decently. Like a guy that's apparently you know high character and leader, and that's we just talked about. You want that type of stuff out of the center position. Well built, sturdy frame. I don't think he's got a high ceiling, but he's got a, a he's got a high floor. Safe player. Safe player. Uh, uh, could start off as a swing interior guy too. Can play yeah. guard. Yeah, he's not he's not stuck at center, which I think when you get deeper into this group, there's some guys that kind of just pure centers. Um, yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, like I, I we throw in the Georgia game. He's got lots of finishes against that Georgia interior. You just mentioned the the Linderbaum Davis matchup, and no, it wasn't it wasn't perfect it's, all the time for Fortner because it's not going to be perfect for anyone. Uh, but he's got some finishes against those other dudes. It's it's the perfect game if you want to be a Luke Fortner fan. Yeah, it is, I and that's the first one I put on because I'm always going to put you know that game as, as the test yeah, tape on course. first, and that just it just sells you. Yeah, I mean, you know, like it, he he gets opened up a bit in pass protection. You know, his hands will get like he doesn't have the quickest hands. You know, his feet aren't amazing in pass protection, and like I, I don't know. But other than that, I just think he's clean. I think you're getting a day three. Center who's going to like like you said could probably fill in a, in a pinchy guard, or it could be your starting center. Yeah, I, I, I got a Graham Glasgow. Me too. On. Are you serious? Yeah. <laughs> he he is he's so much like Graham Glasgow. He is he is Graham who's Glasgow. Who's like who's like an average starter? But I mean, if you're getting that, like I feel good getting an average starter on the offensive line yeah, on day three. Me too. Exactly. Um. Yeah, and uh, I think he's kind of. Fourth, fifth round range. Yeah, I got an early. I like him a lot. Again, that Georgia game kind of sold me. So I got like an early, uh, early to mid fourth. But I do, I do just wonder. Like some some guys are going to get pushed down just simply because of the depth of the class. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he he is of the like that those that range guys. He is uh, one of the safer ones. I like that pick for you. Uh, I went with kind of one of my pleasant surprise players, Joshua Izudu okay. of North Carolina. The UNC left tackle, who's going to be a left guard uh, in the pros, 6'4", 308, 34-inch arms, twitched up. This guy, the, the the first thought I have while watching him was, oh, my God, he is so much twitch. Like, and, and I'm watching him. I know he's playing left tackle, but I'm, I'm watching him knowing I have him as a guard. Um, and he was so twitchy. And then, like, you, you go and you check the numbers, and it translate, translated to his testing, right? Like, he, he had a great shuttle time, and shuttle times are a big, important number for uh, offensive linemen who find success in the NFL. Um, and, and he had a four, five, six shuttle, which is awesome. Um, and on tape, you're seeing a guy who I thought, given he, again, he's playing left tackle, I'm viewing him as a guard. I thought he had really good feet for a guard, and that's kind of how he hung out at left tackle. Uh, really quick, really natural change of direction. Uh, which helps with his ability to mirror. Uh, in the run game, I thought he was consistently getting up to that second level. Um, and uh, s- solid drive. I- I'd like to see him. Hand-, hand placement was kind of one of my questions with him. Yeah. Hand placement and anchor. He's a guy I'd like to see get stronger and, and kind of, he just needs to have tighter hands and need his feet and hands to work more congruently together. But um, I liked a lot of what I saw. And if I can get him in the fourth round, 
that athleticism, that experience playing left tackle, that twitch. Like, I just think all the tools are there. He's kind of um, in a, an athletic guy who you need to kind of put it together with him in the pros technique-wise. Yeah. But the, the, the pieces are there for me to bet on that. Yeah, no, I think that's a good pick. I'm a little lower on him than you are. I have him in, like, in the early fifth, so not, not like, a super low, but, like... I have Fortner in the fifth, so we just rotated there. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Um, yeah, I think I think you pointed out a lot of the flaws. Well, you kind of put him pretty well. Um, I think the Wake Forest game, he, he went for, he played guard and tackle in the same game. Kind of like bounce he, back He's another guard. guy who switches around. Yeah, it's yeah. weird. It's really weird, but that's also really impressive to see, see a guy like Yeah, exactly. Um, exactly. Play to play, you wouldn't know when the hell he's jumping. No, I, I think... Zudu's a really interesting guy, though. Like, he's kind of a little bit crabby. Like, he, you highlighted a lot of the, the issues, but there is definitely something to work to, to build on there with him. I, I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Uh, t- to me, on day three, when you're, you're looking, especially at, uh, with the interior offensive lineman, you either want to kind of like that workman-type dude yeah. in a Fortner, yeah. or you want that, that athletic, twitched-up dude who needs the technique still uh, in, in Azudo. Yeah. Azudo? I'm not sure, honestly. Uh me neither. I, I tried to find it somewhere. I couldn't. Uh, sleeper. We're looking, what, day, late day three? Developmental guy, perhaps? Maybe a swing interior guy? I, I went a little higher than that. You might give me a share for this one. Okay. But it's just Probably. a guy like that. I know there are fans Cordell of his. Cordell Volson. Yeah, it's Cordell Volson again. No, <laughs> there are fans of his. Uh, I just kind of put a sleeper because I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, I, mm-hmm. I'm pretty high on him, though. I'm actually higher on him than I am a forwarder, but but I, I chose I chose Logan Bruss Bruss from Wisconsin. Okay, that's too much. Lo- maybe I'm just really high on Logan Bruss. I'm high too. I just don't know where I wanted to talk about him. He's not in my top. Well, player. hey, you, you you can spin it. I forget what I did last week, but remember my sleeper at tackle was a guy where it was like I don't really know what what he's being viewed as. I can't remember. Yeah, that's what I tried to was. do, but you, you were kind of okay. giving me shit for it. <laughs> who did I say? Oh, I said Thayer Mumford. Right, yeah, Mumford, yeah. Who's who I have lower than Bross. But, yeah, no, I mean, I, I just think it's some a guy that hasn't gotten the, the due. I have him, like, an early fourth, so it's not like I got a big sleeper grade on that I kind of like. Uh, but, no, he's really interesting. Another guy who played tackle at Wisconsin. Um, but 6'5", 309, and uh, tested really, really, really well. Elite jumps and agility, mm-hmm. and you see it on tape. It's like he's... Mm-hmm. He's getting to the second level in in the blink of an eye. He's he's laying out linebackers. Another guy who put on a show with his shuttle. Yeah, yeah. He's he's just a. You see it though. Like he's a brawler in the run. Uh, he's a mauling down block. He's collapsing sides. Like, I think I think something that gets me excited with uh, when looking at interior offensive linemen is when you're looking at a guy who played tackle in college. Mm-hmm. So you're projecting him inside. He tests really well. But your favorite thing about him is his nastiness in the run game. Yeah. Like those things, when you pair all those things together, it just gets me excited about that guy's future. Yeah, and I mean, it also always makes you feel better about the pass protection too. I mean, like he struck. I watched the Michigan game. He struggled against Aiden Hutchinson, but you know that's a top five. Pick. Yeah. Uh, Ojabu did a better job on, to be fair. So, uh, like, so that that you're gonna you're gonna, you know, knock him a bit. And he's a bit of a heel clicker, but that like inside that's just less room. You know, he doesn't have to cover that same ground. Um, one thing, though, I think he needs, like, a more sudden anchor. Not that his anchor's bad, but just got to, like, drop it earlier. And Other than that, I think there's someone to develop, like, legit here. Like, I think Bruss can be a, a really I think he's a starter, yeah. I think I'm a little higher on him than you are. But uh, I, 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 think, I think he's going to be a guy who 
if he reaches his ceiling, I think it, like his ceiling is a Pro Bowl level interior offensive lineman to me. Potentially, yeah. Um, and at, at minimum, like I think he's starting as a rookie. Like I think he's top one hundred pick. Should, I have an early fourth, so like really, he's gonna end up being my top one hundred. Um, right. Yeah. Right. 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 Um, so I didn't go with someone that that good. Uh, I, I put a split. I put Jatir Carter of Southern. I originally had Jatir Carter, but I, I'm higher on him, so I didn't want to put him. Yeah, anyways. And, and Alec Lindstrom of Boston College. Okay, Lindstrom's a, kind of a split. Lindstrom's a good one, yeah. Okay, I, I'll talk Lindstrom a little bit. So Lindstrom, I just, especially with the center position, when we're talking about a guy who started for so many years, yeah. he's got the bloodline, obviously, with his brother in the league. Um, he He's a little longer than Linderbaum, but about the same size. Tested off the charts. You see his ability to move in space on tape at Boston College. Great zone blocker in the run game. Nasty MFer. Uh yeah. I like that a lot. Like if I'm getting him in the seventh round, I'm actually surprised the league is or seemingly isn't higher on him. Yeah, like I got a mid six and I, I agree because like you pointed out like bloodlines long-term starter you see him making you know the calls at the line all the time like he seems like a high iq dude and then he's got that nasty yeah. to finish too yeah like alec lindstrom like if i had to pick one of these interior offensive linemen who i think go in the sixth seventh round that ends up a starter for multiple like he'd probably be my pick and then i guess that's why i ended up with him as my sleeper it's a fair fair choice uh and, and jatir carter he he's a guy coming from a small school where he was he was playing left tackle mm-hmm. and he was like two seventy five. He got all the way up to three eleven. Tested well. I thought I had a really underrated senior bowl week where he spent the whole week at guard, uh, which I think was good for him. Um, and like I, I I don't know maybe we just fall for these smaller school offensive linemen because we're like look at him dominate these future insurance salesmen, but. Um, like, the tape is good. I think he's got soft feet. He does. Pretty underrated anchor. He, he's very quick uh, off the ball, too, in the run game. I, I think there's a lot to work with with him. Yeah, I mean, it was a senior bowl that sold me on him. I, I'm really high on Carter. I got a late third, early four, so, like, a borderline top. Oh, player. my God. Okay, I have, like, a 6-7. I like Carter a lot. No, it's a senior bowl okay. that sold me on him. Yeah, yeah. That's why I, 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 I had him at sleeper, but, like, I'm really high on him. So, no, yeah. Um yeah, like I, like you said, I don't know. Like I think it's all there for him, uh, potential. Like again, I don't know. I don't think he's going as high as I have him. I don't think he's going as low as you have him. But I just fifth round. Yeah, I think that's probably where he'll end up. Um, like you said, like the feet are quick. They're soft. He's a good athlete. It's really fast. Oh, Chase Howard went in the first round. Anyone can go anywhere. That's a good point. Uh, I just love like <laughs> like his ability to like attack the angle to disrupt the rush. You saw it all the time at uh, at the Senior Bowl. I saw it on tape too. Um, Lower body's like pretty like, you know, in 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 line with his hands. The mirror's clean. He's got that big bubble butt. He yeah. looks like a guard. Yeah. He or sorry, I should say this. At Southern, he looked like a a tight end trying to play tackle. And the fact that he could show up to the Senior Bowl and he did that much with his body in, in that brief a period, and then showed up to to the combine and, and was three eleven. Like, I think that's a testament to the kid, right? Like yeah. being able to put on that kind of good weight. Yeah. In that short a period of time, I think such a plus about that, that to me that would say a lot about his character. Yeah, the body is just so much more impressive at the senior. Like a lot, of, honestly, a lot of my grading is coming from the senior bowl, which is always a risky, risky game. I don't like the tape is poor at all, so he's still kicking ass against Mickey. You know State. who had a great senior bowl? Who's that, Rob? Aaron Donald. So yeah, uh, that, then that's my comp. 
Uh, deep sleeper. Cordell Volson's my pick because you picked him last week and I said <laughs> pick him this week. Uh, just the big nasty. Uh, one of the favorites of this show for a long time. So you, you said it all last week. So who's your pick? I want James Impey, the, the center from BYU. Your boy. Yeah, I just think... Another, no, Another, I, I think it's a safe bet to go with centers who started for a long time. Yeah, and I don't have a, I don't have a draftable grade on him. He's like maybe my first undraftable in this group. Just solid. I don't know. Like he didn't, did he test well? No, but it's just like you, you see that the limit athleticism. So it's not like oh okay, he's you know he looks athletic. No, it's you know that's there. He just like he's just well rounded and competent. Like like you said, started for a long time there at BYU. His dad's the offensive line coach. Like he just. He's just like he's just a solid, well-rounded dude. So if it's a, it's a guy you take a shot on at center, uh, e- either late day three or one of the first calls you're making. Yeah, couple potential undrafted centers who are interesting uh, with him: Luke Wattenberg from Washington, yeah. uh, Dawson Deaton from Texas Tech, yeah. Nick Ford from Utah. Yeah, Deaton's an interesting one. I, I think I have a draftable grade on him, but like late, he test, tested well and he's super long. Yeah, he's just he's an interesting build because he's he's built like. I don't know, almost exactly. like a tight end. Yeah. <laughs> um, and of course, my deep, deep sleeper, which this, this, because I said nothing about Bulls, and this is perfect. Jason M- Poe from Mercer is my favorite player in the entire draft. I saw your tweet about S- him today. Yeah. Yeah. 6 1, 300. Not, not very large, but still heavier than Linderbaum, so I don't know. Um, <laughs> just a ridiculous madman when he's pulling. And just blowing people up. And I know it's like I watched him against Samford. And, like, yeah, it's Samford. Samford competed with Florida. People forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but just hit, he look, he looks uh, like a fullback. And he is a former fullback. He looks like a fullback the way he moves in space and, and just blows people up and puts his body into it. And like, you, you check him out against Alabama. He, 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 he looks pretty good. Um, and... Again, he's obviously short and he, he lacks length, and his hand placement isn't great. And the anchor is my big, big, big concern. But really good feet for mirroring, really natural bend because he's got that natural leverage for because he's a shorter player. Uh, I th- I think there's something there, and I don't know if he gets drafted, but he did test off the charts. I would a hundred percent draft him uh, on late day three. I think PFF I have a fifth has round like grade a, on him. Okay, I think PFF's got like a big grade on him. They probably go to first. They have him going third yeah, overall or they something. Do. They do. How'd you know? Okay, who's your wild card? I thought it was kind of a tough choice in this group. Um, you, you know what I think's funny? I think Linderbaum's the biggest wild card. I think that's fair. I think that's fair. I I, I went with Darian Kennard, who I just... That's my... Yeah. Yeah, okay. Go go ahead. You I, 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 wrote, I wrote down Linderbaum and Kennard for different reasons. Where it's with Linderbaum, I, how many teams are interested in taking a center in the first round to him being a center that is so small? Yeah. Three, he's very uh, scheme-specific. Yeah. And, like, that's not to say these teams don't have high grades on him, but it's to say, like, I wouldn't be shot. Like, Creed Humphrey should not have fallen. I think yeah. we both have first-round grades on Creed Humphrey. Creed Humphrey was... A perfectly built six foot five, three hundred ten pound center, tested unbelievably, was a dominant player at Oklahoma for multiple years, and he fell to the sixty fourth pick. If yeah, I remember, or maybe the sixty second pick. Doesn't make sense. Whatever, he fell to the sixties, which was insanity. So if he can fall that far, 
Uh, I wouldn't be shocked if if Linderbaum uh, does somehow slide into the first round. Yeah, no, I think that's fair. Um, especially because, like, you know, it's, it's he's pretty scheme dependent. So. Yeah. So why why'd you go with Kennard? I love to see the Dolphins come away with Linderbaum, just to kind of like share that. Line. That would be really really cool. Yeah. Um, with Kennard, you know, obviously playing right tackle at UK. Uh, coming in, he's projecting as a guard, but like you know, he's he's still got that. He's six five three twenty two with thirty five inch arms. Like he's he's got that he's tackle long. size, yeah. But I just I don't see it there, and I just I I don't know who's gonna. You might be higher on him than I am. Um, I think I am. It sounds like <laughs> you know, know. I got a first round grade. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I just I'm not sure exactly where he's gonna go. He probably ends up just where do you, like where, I think yeah. Go ahead. So uh, I think obvi- obviously you mentioned. We're kicking him from right tackle yeah. to guard. I think everyone is. He's massive. He, he. I think he carries the weight well for being such a large person too. Mm. Um, and he plays with so much fire and physicality uh, as a power run blocker. Uh, you when in, in pass protection, like you're not worried about him once he locks a guy down because yeah. he's so strong, strong hands, strong anchor. Yep. Um, but obviously, like the reason we're moving him inside, despite having the length, like. He's not a great athlete. The, the feet are a little sloppy. He can play a little high. I'm worried about edge rushers, the speed rushers, being able to kind of run right by him, kind of get underneath him, like maybe like a rip underneath him type thing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, the being so high is, is the most boring si- thing when you kick him inside. So, yeah, and so we're kicking him inside, and we'll, we've got we've got a couple three techs in this league who, like an Aaron Donald, Ooh. is obviously on the high end of it, but like, How's he going to handle their natural leverage and quickness? Because he's not a great athlete. But at the same time, he is, he's another guy who's just – I fall for these tone setters in the run game. He yeah. he has so much asshole in him, and he has so much he, – he, he does he, – he, he, once he gets on a guy, he just drives him to hell, yeah. and he finishes through the whistle. And Again, he's a power scheme guy, so you just hope he ends up with the right type of system. I hope NFL teams at this point are smart enough to draft guys who fit their systems, but Something hey, you never know. He does have like a lot of like the nuances down for the run blocking. Like he's not like he is this big, powerful uh, mauler who can you know just got that strong down block to, to clean a side out. Um, but like he you know he he's got the movement to pull. He's a bulldozer when he gets out there too. He does it really well. Um, he's got that powerful upper body uh, with that finishing move. But like you know he's got he's got the quick hips or quick enough hips to like turn and seal the defenders too. Just yeah, like the the hands aren't great in either facet. Um, so he plays a bit high. Sometimes he's kind of just dropping his head in the block. He's he's a bit of a brawler where yeah, he just yeah. he knows he's bigger and meaner than everyone else. Yeah. So he knows he can get away with a, uh, a maybe a little lack of hand placement technique stuff, mm-hmm. both in pass protection and, yep. and and run block. Yeah, exactly. So I don't. Do you think like he's just gonna end up as a second round guy or a third round guy? I don't know. I, I do wonder with him just because um, he's not the same athlete is some of these other guys and i i think like linderbaum and that he's scheme dependent unless teams are running more like power right yeah and 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 so like i i, I don't see him getting out of the third round no me neither. but i could see him falling out of the second round mm-hmm. i have him like on that, that border between the second and third i i have a second round grade on him i like him a lot i also thought he he was kind of like the biggest badass among offensive linemen at, at the uh at the senior bowl outside of a, a guy who some people might be a strangers to. Um, uh, I also put Jamari Salier here, actually. Okay, let's see. Yeah. 
Where, where do you have? Just because I mean, he, he, so he was the left tackle in the championship winning Georgia Bulldogs. Yeah. Guy with pedigree. Guy with I. Th- a guy who just doesn't look like a tackle but played tackle and did a good job in the SEC doing yeah. it. He's one of the few guys in this class who I think has a sloppy body mm-hmm. and, uh, and and he's going to be a guard in the NFL. And I just I'm not really sure where his stock is. I don't think he's worth think. a top 100 pick. I have a fourth round grade on him. Yep. I think he's not, he's power scheme dependent. Um I I don't think he's a, a great athlete. I just I don't. I, it's hard to gauge. Like we've like last year, I was thinking when watching him, I was like, remember Jackson Carmen playing left tackle at Clemson, sloppy body guy who just looks like he should be a guard, that not not great technically, but can kind of bring it in the run game with his with his uh, power. And the Bengals took him in the second round, which was uh, ludicrous. Yeah. And, and and like the Bengals made the Super Bowl. That pick is still doesn't look very good, <laughs> um, but. So, uh, so I do wonder, like, is someone going to overdraft him because of it's Georgia's left tackle? Yeah, I can see him being a tough I just don't really know. Yeah. Yeah. I, I got to yeah. lay fourth on him, too. He's usually the type of guy I like, too. I like the bigger wide bodies. You plug him inside, you know, like, it's just tough to get around. But, like. I don't even think he's the best guard on the Georgia team. I agree. Uh, actually, I, Ooh. I think I agree. I got them, like, neck and neck, him and Schaefer. Like, like not far from each yeah. other. Um, but it's just funny because uh, I just think, like, Sal, you got all this talk and, like, I think like Justin Schaefer's right there with Schaefer him. was better at the senior bowl too. I think. Um, yeah, I know he's just so clumsy to me. Like, yeah, that's a good good way to put it. Yeah, he's got false starts too. Um, he also isn't getting as much player. drive as you'd hope. But like, I think it's tougher as a tackle. You know, what I mean? against like you know, if you watch the national championship game, it's tough to, tough to drive a you know Walker and go there and win. Then, yeah, that, so that might that might just come as a guard. I don't know, like. It, it, like having tackle tape hurts him definitely too I think but like you know sometimes I think it helps like, you know I'm like okay he checks the box he's gonna be even better inside I think I, I'd rather see him and he's he's played all five spots but I just I just watched the the, the, the tackle tape but yeah, I don't know um, he does like he's a big boy he uses those the, like, his length really well his feet aren't bad with a kick inside either like I don't know he's just he's just clumsy is he's, he's kind of like what I come away with. I don't love that out of my offensive lineman. No, exactly. Um, best bet. I just kept it. I went back to Zion Johnson. I think it is. He, like I said, one of the safest players in the draft. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I kind of do think after those, after, I think last week I said Evan Neal was the safest player in the entire draft. I think, I think after him, offensively, Zion Johnson's the next safest offensive player in this draft. I think that's. Like I have a hard time seeing Zion Johnson not become a Pro Bowl guard, especially when you're taking him, you know, in in, in the twenties. Like I'm, I'm looking um, at the draft order right now. Like, I can't if if Zion Johnson's there at twenty three and the Cardinals don't take him, that just seems like a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Just like just straight that one spot up on the front there. Or or if they let him fall to Tampa, who obviously Ali Marpet just retired. Yeah. And they lost, uh, what's his name, to the Bengals in free agency, our boy. Um, um, what? Kappa. Yeah, Alex Kappa. Like, that seems like a mistake. I don't know what the earliest he could go is, but I don't know. He just seems so so worth, like, you're going to get your money's worth. Um, even if guards aren't as valuable as other positions. That seems like a very Tampa-y pick, too, like, if he ends up there. 
Yeah. It's too easy. I, whoever Tampa takes, everyone's going to be like, how did we let this happen? <laughs> uh, something you should let happen, though, AJ, should let your health improve by taking Athletic Greens. Because it's time to reclaim your health and arm your immune system with convenient daily nutrition, especially during cold and flu season. It's just one scoop and a cup of water every day. That's it. No need for a million different pills and supplements to look out for your health. To make it easy, Athletic Greens is going to give you a free one-year supply of immune-supporting vitamin D and five free travel packs with your first purchase. All you have to do is visit athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink. Again, that's athleticgreens.com slash sportsdrink to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. We're also brought to you by ColorCast. ColorCast is a live audio-only sports talk platform free to download and to use. Talk to other fans, athletes, and insiders in real time. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the ColorCast app free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Be notified when rooms go live and come with your spiciest takes. Um, all right. Lot, like I said, lots and lots and lots of interior offensive linemen in this class. I, I've, I have over 20 draftable grades, of course. Um, but you want to quickly give me your, uh, 20 to 16? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I do, Rob. Uh, at 20, I got a, I got another sloppy body, but an interesting guy, Marquise Hayes from, uh, Oklahoma. Got a really long. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, uh, he's one of those guys that like, so technically unsound, but like, you know, like, like, I don't know, like the Ravens will take him and like, they'll plug him in and he'll be pretty good. You know what I mean? Like that kind of, that kind of guy. I got him in the late fifth. Uh, 19, uh, I think your favorite player. I can't believe you haven't mentioned him yet. Lucida Smith from Votech. I got him in the yes. mid-fifth. Uh, number 18, your second favorite player, Thayer Munford. I got an early fifth-round grade on him. Uh, 17, your other favorite. Wow, he's just hit, hitting all these guys. Josh Azudu. This is where I got Azudu. Uh, early fifth-round oh, wow. grade on him. Oh, wow, I'm way higher. Yeah, yeah, you are. Uh, and 16, I got I, this is where I got Justin Schaefer. Uh, late fourth, early fifth. Just And Sailor's 15, so just behind Sailor. Oh, uh, I have Sailor 15 as well. Uh, good work. Uh, okay, so 20, I got your boy, Andrew Stuber of Michigan. Mm-hmm. Safest player. Fifth rounder. Yeah. Uh, love my guards when they're 6'7". Uh, <laughs> 19, I got my boy from Mercer, Jason Poe. Fifth round grade. Over 18, I got... Over Stuber, I can't believe it. Yeah. 18, uh, I, I said, let's put the tallest guard and the shortest <laughs> guard back to back. 18, I got Luke Fortner from Kentucky, your other guy, fifth round grade. Uh, 17, Lasita Smith of Virginia Tech, fourth round grade. And uh, 16, Wake Forest, Zach Tom with a fourth-round grade. Okay, I didn't know where to put Zach. Zach Tom's an interesting one. I also have a fourth. I've got an early fourth on Tom. He's in my next group. Uh, you want to talk, talk about Zach Tom a little bit? Yeah, Zach Tom tests off the charts, showed up to Wake as a center, moved a left tackle later yeah. in his career, held up there too. Another guy, when you watch him at left tackle, and you're like thinking this guy's going to be a center though, you feel a lot better about him. Uh, I think really good feet with him being a guy who's kicking inside. Yeah, for sure. Re- really athletic, really um, really smooth in space. He He's a guy who I think goes in the f- probably, what, fourth, fifth round? Yeah. And a team's going to get a lot out of him. I think so, too. Um, now, like, uh, left tackle was kind of wonky, but he wasn't playing bad. Like, he, he was holding up there. Um, yeah, and like he he's clearly not a natural left tackle. He's just their best offensive lineman. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, the, the feet are so quick. They're choppy. The, he's you know you see the athleticism, the fluid hips. Um, he's not. He's you know he's a bit of a patty kicker, which 
at center, it's okay, I guess. But like, I, I don't know. Can can he hold up to the NFL power over the middle? It's like kind of my only, my big thing, I think. Yeah, I agree. Um, anyways, the anchor is my biggest con- yeah. anchor and hand placement. Yeah, uh, fifteen to eleven. I already gave you my fifteen to my sailor. I got a late fourth round grade on him out of Georgia. Fourteen, I got Ed Ingram. Uh, I got a mid fourth out of LSU. Thirteen, this is where I got uh, Luke Fortner. Early to mid fourth, uh, we hit our comp already. Graham Glasgow. This is where I got Zach Tom here, uh, number twelve, early fourth round grade. Gotcha. I gave him a lofty Chris Chester comp because he like he could be that if it if it all comes together. I gave him a JC Treader. That's another lofty. For another guy who, yeah. an, another guy who played left tackle in college, moved to center in the NFL. Yeah. And 11, this is where I got Logan Bruss. I got an early fourth on him. And a Mark Lewinsky comp, which I actually like that one. Wait, so Zach Tom, our favorite player that neither of us felt comfortable putting in the top 10? Probably, yeah. <laughs> uh, 15, I got Jamari Salyer, uh, fourth round grade. 14, Chasten Hines of LSU, fourth round grade. 13, Luke Kadecki of Central Michigan, fourth round grade. Yeah. 12, Ed Ingram of LSU, fourth round grade. And 11, Justin Schaefer of Georgia, fourth round grade. Um you want you want comps on any of my twenty to eleven? Yeah, hit me with a Schaefer comp. The Schaefer comp, Ben Grubbs. That's a good one. Hit me with an Ed Ingram comp. Trey Turner when he could still move. It's a pretty lofty one. Um, ah, Trey Turner's five Pro Bowls were fake. Just so we were all clear, he's not a. He has five Pro Bowls on his resume. I don't think he was five times. Yeah, he's best a guards in the ten time Pro Bowler. Ingram, I think yeah. like. I don't know if I see a star with Ed Ingram. The potential is there, but like I think he's like a long-term good backup at the worst, you know. He is super inconsistent. Sometimes yes. he looks so good, and other times he he looks terrible. Yes, it's 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 really true. Oh, my salary comps AJ can by the way. That's super good. I don't remember who I put. Thanks. Um, Lasita Smith. I I know you've been waiting for Lasita Smith. Please let's. Nate Nate Davis. You had to get a Nate Davis comp in somewhere. I had to. It was my, I always do. I, got, I put Joe Looney for Lucida Smith. That's a good one. Yeah, I like that. I like that one too. Um, anyways, uh, anyone like you really want to dig in, or do you want to just get to the top ten? I think the, the two most interesting guys not in my top ten sound like they're going to be in yours. So, okay. Um, yeah, and we already talked Schaefer, and to me, that's the most interesting of those guys. Okay. So, yeah. But I did put a Bobby Hart comp on Andrew Stuber, so. <laughs> It's sick. Uh, okay. Yeah. Ten for me. This is where I got J- Jatir Carter. We talked about it a lot already. Uh, I got him like borderline top one hundred, late third, early fourth. My comp is Davin Joseph. So like, that's a that's a lofty one. I like Carter. I think he's gonna put it together. Uh, nine. Davin Joseph. Davin. Sorry. Davin Joseph's career started so hot and like yeah. fell off a cliff like four years in. And that's what Carter's gonna do too. Um, <laughs> no, Carter's gonna be reverse Davin Joseph. Uh, nine. I got Cam Jurgens here, who is really interesting. I got a mid third round grade on him. I don't have a comp for Cam Jurgens. I could not come up with a good one. I want to hear yours in a second. Uh, okay. Eight. This is where I got Luke uh, Gadecki from Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. Uh, mid third. Mm-hmm. My comp is Chris Cooper. Uh, I knew you'd like him more than me. <laughs> seven. I got Darian Kennard here. Uh, late second, early third. So we're getting into like you know the thick of, thick of day two here. Um, my comps are Orlando Franklin. I couldn't think of a good one. And uh, that, that's a pretty good one. It's not bad. Uh, six. I got Dylan Parham. Uh, late second, early third. I comp Jonathan Goodwin. Okay. Okay. Old Michigan Center, yeah. Uh, so I'm still on my run of fourth round guys. Uh, so ten, ten, I got Cam Jurgens in Nebraska. 
Fourth round grade. Garrett Bradbury comp. I thought about that one. Yeah. That's who he reminded me of. And, like, obviously it's a, a comp to who Bradbury's been in the yes. NFL and not coming out at, yeah. at NC State. Yeah. yeah. Uh, nine. This is where I got Joshua Azudu of North Carolina. Fourth round grade. Austin Corbett comp. Interesting one. Eight. Dylan Parham of Memphis. This is where I'm into my, my good grades now. Third round grade. Shaq Mason comp. Seven, Sean Ryan of UCLA. Oh, okay. I'm third round. High on Ryan. Third round grade, Cordy Glenn comp. That's a good one, though. Six, Logan Bruss of Wisconsin. Third round grade, Dalton Risner comp. I'm glad you like Bruss. Um, Bruss is one of my faves. He's good. Um, Godecki? Is that what you want to talk here first? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I thought my, my favorite thing about Gadecki is I think I can play him in any scheme. Yeah, no. And obviously he's another guy I'm kicking from tackle to guard, which is again a plus. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree. And yeah, like he's good quicks. You know, I, I again I'm I'm kicking him to guard. He's already like got. He feels like he's a guard playing tackle, like in a good way though. Yeah, he does. He, I, my one thing is, oh boy, he is he, he got housed in pass protection a couple times. Dominic Robinson at Miami of Ohio gave him hell. Who's edge um, Yeah. Just like he doesn't move his feet sometimes. And obviously this is he's gonna move inside, but yeah. like the feet really scared me off, and I thought he played really high. Yeah, like so like I, I threw on the LSU game. Like I think the sh- the outside speed was giving him hell. Um getting out leverage at times on the outside too. You throw like a spin counter on it, it's not it's not working too well. But I like, like you said, he's. I think he's very uh, diverse in his scheme. He's got some mm-hmm. mean to him. He's getting to the second level pretty yeah. well. Good radar and good yeah. quicks to get there. Uh, yeah, go ahead. Like, like Bernard Raymond, his teammate, former tight end. Yeah, former tight end. Um, the lack of length will show up, but kicking that inside shouldn't be as much. So I just, I think, I think the pieces are there to be like just a solid starting guard. Like I don't think he's gonna be some stud, but I, I like him. Yeah. No. 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 He he he's gonna be uh he's kind of plug and play type of guy. Um, Jurgens. Jurgens is kind of like the if you don't get Tyler Linderbaum but you want that type of guy, the more of the project version. He just plays so unhinged though. Yeah, man. <laughs> like he he'll he'll he gets to the second level, just doesn't sustain blocks, but he'll hit you and then like he can't sustain the block. He just he's so all over the place, but he's also just such a good athlete. He is so good on poles. They pull him a ton at Nebraska, and he's so good, and he takes heads off. Um, and he plays with really good natural leverage. Uh, pass protection is a concern, obviously. Anchor uh, is an issue. I think his feet aren't very good. Yeah. Um, like, his base is inconsistent yeah. in pass pro, but just zone scheme center, he's really interesting. Yeah, like, so, like, I, I, I thought like he was, like, one of the most interesting guys to watch because he's got, like, all the traits of a zone guy, but, like, he's got that brawling, brawling demeanor for power. Like it, yeah, he he does. But like, it's it, you want him in the zone. Um, but yeah, like I don't know, man. He's such a fucking like asshole. Like, like when he's just helping out, like finding you know, got that radar to find a guy. He's so vicious. Like he's and, and like I think it hurts him where like he, sometimes he was leaving his spot to go kill a guy way too early, and a blister just goes right through the middle. And so it's like, what are you doing? But it's so fun because he's just putting a guy in the dirt. Um, but yeah, he's not very balanced, dude. And like you said, the anchor's no. got to improve. He's struggling squaring guys up at the point of attack. But like in the run, like he's so fucking mean. And he's taking his shots. He's finished. He gets flagged for his finishes. But he's got like that pop in his hand, and that's like both in space and like, like you know, in the in the tights. And 
I don't know, man. When he, when he get out in space and working at the second level, he's like a dog on a bone when he gets on the guy in space. And, like, that, that's really interesting. So <laughs> I didn't know where to put him. I kept, like, kind of not sure if, like, he's a true top 100 guy or, like, you know, that early fourth, you know, you know swing. But he's too much fun. He's a lot of fun. Yeah, he is. Uh, Parham. Yeah. I, so Parham, Parham's a guy who can play all five positions, maybe? Not actually, but all, all three yeah. interiors, yeah. theoretically. Um, he's a, a, another guy who's a really good athlete. Really nice, clean build. Yeah, he's uh, small, but like he's really thick for him. Like he's, there's meat yeah, on the bone he's from, got bubble from, butt. from toe to head. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought he had really good feet, natural leverage, really good mover in space. Uh, the quickness to... To mere pass rushers, but also the quickness to, to uh, kind of make reach blocks and, and get up on linebackers. He's a really good recovery player, too. Like, I feel like he's always going to get there even when he loses. You know what I mean? Just the quicks. My, my, yeah. My two things, and this is a recurring theme, is anchor and placement. Yeah. Um, but I, all, I, I just think he's a really – like, he's going to go into the third, I think, third round and be a, a very good – I think his best spot's right guard. Uh, just for a long time. I think I put him at center. But, yeah, I, cause I, I I just haven't seen enough of him at center, yeah. right? Like, he did at the Senior Bowl, but. Yeah. Yeah. But, no, but I, I mean, like, ideal situation, you probably move him to center, and he doesn't have to start as a rookie, mm-hmm. and he becomes your long-term center. I, I just like, like, his, his combo ability. And, like, he's just, like, a magnet to the second level. He's got a great track to, to getting to yeah. this guy. Um, like, he, he, he's he got some drive block in the run to him. Like, he's not overly powerful, but he's just, like, you know, old school rolling the hips. It, it's good pretty, leverage. Yeah, good leverage. I think he's pretty like, um, pretty clean. Pretty clean guy. Just, yeah, the anchor, yeah, yeah, the anchor is, is a big thing. Uh, so we'll talk Sean Ryan when we do the top five. Uh, he's in your Sean Ryan, yeah. We already talked Logan Bruss a fair amount, right? I can't remember. Yeah, we did. We did. did we? Okay. okay. Um, who who else is – who have we not talked in your 10 to 6? Canard, but you had him coming out. I got him in top five. I think that's Do you not have Jason Hines in your top 20? No, I don't. Oh, okay. 330-pound freaky athlete? I'm shocked. Just outside. I think I'm like 23 or something. I saw a Lance Yearline did him as a center, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, I saw that too. I, yeah, that is interesting. Um, it's hard to project a guy to a center who's never played center just because it's not like the same as projecting a tackle to a guard. Mm-hmm. No, that's, that's very true. Uh, okay, you want to give me your 5-1? to one? Uh, number five, I got Cole Strange. I got a, I got a mid-second round grade on him. Uh, my cop is Joe Thune. Um <laughs> Number four, I got Sean Ryan here. I like Sean Ryan a lot. I got an early second round grade on him. Uh, I think he's just well-rounded. I, I got a Chester Pitts comp. You've liked Sean Ryan's yeah, day one. Yeah, I have. I have. And then top three, I kept it really simple. Three. Wait, have you done two Chester Pitts and two Looney comps? No, I did a Chris Chester. Oh, that's why th- that I'm That was confused. Joe Thune on Cole Strange. Why are you confusing, you're confusing me? <laughs> Chris Chester, Chester Pitts, Joe Looney, and now Joe Thune. Um, <laughs> okay, that makes way more sense than Joe Looney. <laughs> uh, number three, I got Kenny Green. Uh, early second, Compass Cody Ford. Um, and then Zion's number two. Uh, I got him at yeah, 20 to 32. My comp is Chris Snee. I want to hear your comp. I think he's a tough one. And number one, I got Tyler Linderbaum. Uh, I got a top 15 grade yeah. on him, but uh, and with the yeah. Jason Kelsey comp. Same. Um, I, I was interested to see, because I figured we both have Linderbaum one, but I was interested to see the Zion, Kenyon Green thing, but uh, I'm glad we both side on having Zion above. 
Yeah, I mean, uh, he's just we already talked a shit ton about him. He's just so safe. Yeah. Uh, five for me, Darian Kennard of Kentucky. Second round grade, Mike Ayupati comp. I like that one, yeah. Four, Cole Strange of Chattanooga. Go Mox. S- Go Mox. Second round grade. They almost won the March Madness tournament, you know. They did. Second round grade, Ryan Kelly comp. The, the ref stole that. Three. Yeah. I agree. Amen. If they had beaten Illinois, they would have taken the title. All the way. Uh, three over Duke specifically. Three Kenyon Green of Texas A and M first round grade. Brandon Scherf comp. Ooh, okay. Two Zion Johnson of Boston College first round grade. Joel Batonio comp. One Tyler Linderbaum Iowa first round grade. Jason Kelsey comp. Yeah. So we talked the Chris, we talked Chris the top Steve three. was Joel Batonio before Joel Batonio. Amen. He was also Tom Coughlin's son-in-law or something. <laughs> That's um, all the greats are. He's always early. So who do we have to talk? Do we just have to talk Sean Ryan, Darian Kennard, and Cole Strange? Exactly. Yep. Okay, let's start with Sean Ryan because you, you love him. 6'5", 320, massive but really athletic for a big body. That's it. What else you got to say? <laughs> that, yeah, that's why I'm shocked Chasing Hines isn't your number one. Um, <laughs> Zerline threw me off putting him, putting him to center. Like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> uh, p- p- played left tackle at UCLA. Has, I think, good feet for kicking him inside to guard. Really good on pulls. Um, obviously quick with that athleticism. I, my two things with him are, again, hand placement. I think his hands shoot wide. Oh, yeah, a little bit. And I think, he, I think he plays a little tall. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, I think, like, to, to the I still like him, to but. the cons first, like, I think, like, sometimes, he, even though he's a really good athlete, he'll kind of struggle versus, like, the, the, the really speedy guys, the quick guys in both the run and the pass at times. I like to see him, like, get wider and drive in the run. Um, but other than that, like, I, I don't know, like, the upper body's strong. His hands, like, yeah, he'll he'll misplace them, but, like, I think they're strong. Uh, and, like, he, he does a pretty good job just turning guys and tossing guys in a, in a hurry there. Uh, yeah, but on, on pulls, I like him a lot. Like, he's nice footwork. Get out in front, uh, land blocks in space pretty well. I don't think, like, I think you're just getting a guy that's coming in and plugging and playing, and he's going to just start a long time for you. I don't think, like, he's got this massive ceiling or anything, but I don't think you're going to be uh, – Ever worried about him? Like he's got heavy hands. I think he's got like good knee bend in 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 the past. Um, he he he's a he's another guy who I think because of his athleticism, but also because of his size and power, like he's kind of scheme diverse. Yeah, yeah, that's that's another good point. And at left tackle, like you throw in the the, the Oregon game, he d- he didn't do a bad job in Thibodeau at all. So like I always always no appreciate that. Um, going to Canard, who we talked a little bit about. I guess we kind of we we did our bit on yes, him. We did, yeah. The, I, I guess just I, I kind of want to compare him to Sean Ryan just because they're the two 6'5", 320-pound guards who played tackle. Yeah, for me, it's Ryan's uh, just so much more athletic. I was going to say Ryan's a lot more athletic. I think Kennard's more mean, Definitely. Yeah. more more power, um, but less scheme diverse. I just, I don't know. I'm, I kind of have been in love with Darian Kennard for two years, He's so I'm not going to up now. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, Cole Strange. Wicked senior bowl. Then you go to the tape. He's a guy who played left tackle, left guard. He'll switch positions in game two. Um, had such a great week at center. I think that's his best spot. He had the kind of the Quinn Miners bump this year. Yeah. Tested unbelievably well. He's also a tall, long center at 6'5". Um, that does kind of hurt him. I do think he plays a little bit tall. Mm-hmm. Uh, he the, the height impacts his leverage. But really physical, busy hands. Really strong anchor. Just, again, you can see it at the senior bowl. Um, operates well in space, plays through the whistle, puts you in the dirt yeah. and lets you know about it. Yeah. 
pr- pretty good mirroring too. Uses the length well. Uh, he's got vice grip hands. He, uh, like he, yeah, like he, I think he he's so old school, and he's, but he's yeah. so safe and athletic too. Yeah, because like yeah, like like you said, he uses length, but like he just like it's because he just extends and locks. Like that's all really clean and yeah, like he, he's got that strong base, like you said. And again, I, I I like how like quick he just goes out on like I on on Lyman and like just zero give, just boom, you're done. And he takes you out of the play. Um, I thought like you know his hands can get a little wide at times. Um, I don't think he's like overly like he's in the NFL. I don't think he's gonna be overly powerful, but he's still got that sob. So like it doesn't doesn't worry. But like other than that, like I think he's high intelligence. Like he plays with good leverage, um, quick. Like you saw, like you said, he tested really well. He's got that nice radar to land at the second level, clear out linebackers. Uh, I just felt like the run game literally went through him. In the past game, there's a lot of screens going his direction, and he was got the the key block key block out on screens. Um, I wasn't sure. I don't know where Strange is. Do you think Strange is going to go in the second round like we have him? Or I really don't know. Um, but I'm comfortable taking him there. I I don't think he gets out of the third round. Yeah, I think he's up 100 gap. I don't think he, he'll end up going to second. But I like Strange a lot. Yeah, I mean, Quinn Miners fell out of the third round last year. So that's kind of what I probably – I think we both had second round. Yeah, on yeah it. we did. So, like, I, that's kind of – I'm thinking same trajectory. Uh, one thing I will say about Strange, and this will be this should be a fix, but his snapping was hit and miss at the senior bowl. I was, I was it was, it was. He's new to the position, so yeah. I, I, plus you when you take it like he he's a guy who played guard and he played tackle, so. But at least you, you know uh, he's doing it and working on it. That's that's a exactly yeah. exactly. It's just another tool in the toolbox. Where do you think Chase and Hines ever snapped a ball? I don't think so. I don't know. I don't know. I, I'm still. I need to find out though. We'll call we'll call Lancey, my, friend of the show. Him him being in my top twenty is contingent on him being a center. <laughs> um, uh, we fit the big right, boys, good, right? We 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 did good on those guys. Yeah, good group. Yeah, I think I, I think uh, I think we've we've done our due diligence. Our job today. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, I think we're good. You should talk. You excited to talk Jordan Davis next week? I'm excited to get to this de- the, the defense. Yeah, I'm excited to talk Jordan. Me too. Davis. I'm sick of offense. Yeah, doing. I'm excited for D line. Like th- this is a good group, but I was like, I've watched too many offensive linemen the last few few days. Yeah, yeah, agreed. But today's episode of Seven Rounds in Heaven is brought to you by Sports Drink, your digital water cooler. Sports Drink is a newly created internet community that tries to find the intersection of sports and not sports. They're here to help us grow and to hate your favorite team. A rising tide lifts all boats, so go check them out online or on social. Go to sportsdrink.org or open Instagram and type in at sportsdrink, spelled like sportsdrink without the vowels. All we ask is that you close the door behind you. We're trying not to let the funk out. A lot of funk going to come out next week when we get in the the defensive line, AJ. A lot of funky defensive linemen. Um, and we're doing that before Edge because it's just not, uh, not as deep. So let's, let's, let's knock this one out. Um, Jordan Davis, is he your number one player on your board? Anytime a man is above 340 pounds, regardless of anything else, number one player on my board. See you later.